Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Well, hello, my friends. It's Andy. And if you've been following along over on my Instagram page, which is Wee Wee Girl, you know that today's episode is an episode in which I'm going to be sharing some big personal news. Yeah, big personal news. So it's going to be a solo episode. We're going to get right into it. I suppose it's time to share that news. I've been teasing it a little bit over on Instagram and kind of giving you guys a little bit of a heads up of what might be coming. And some of you guessed, some of you have been DMing me and giving me an idea of what you think it is. So it's time to give you the news. As I'm recording this, I am in preparation for, ta-da, a big move. We are moving to Los Angeles. Yeah, big, big news. And while that is big fun news, what's going to be really fun, I think, about this podcast episode, this solo episode that I'm doing today is I'm going to tell you all about how I was able to call in what I really consider to be the house of my dreams. So I'm going to share this process of manifestation that I work through to really bring something that I'm envisioning, something that I have a dream for, how I bring it to life. So yeah, that's the episode for today. So that's the big news. We're moving to Los Angeles. Everyone I've talked to that I have shared this news with has so many questions. So if you have questions, definitely send them to me and I promise I'll answer them in a future episode. But the the main questions that have come up so far is why are we moving? Where are we moving? When are we moving? All of that fun stuff. And The why is really this. If you've been around for my journey prior to the podcast, you know that I've lived in quite a quite a few different places over the course of the last, oh, I don't know, seven-ish years of my life. And my partner Ben is a musician, and we both travel in any given year quite a bit. And one of the things that we realized in the experience that was 2020 is that we want to be able to be home together more. Now, maybe not as much as we were in 2020 because that was uh, not the type of home together that anybody wants to have, right? Because none of us could do anything really outside of our houses because of quarantine. But we really are ready to put down some roots in which we can way more often feel like we can be home together. And living in LA will give us an opportunity to do that because Ben is a musician and a lot of the work he does is is the base of it is there. That makes it really great for him. 
And for me, I have very much um, found that there's a community there that I, I really love connecting to. And I'm just really ready to be able to be closer to that community and not feel like I'm having to kind of travel quite as much to be with other people that are, are doing some of the same things that I'm doing. So that's the why, where I mentioned already Los Angeles. So we're getting ready. We're getting ready to head out and win. Yeah, like now. So I'm recording this episode right before we take off on a cross-country road trip that's going to get us from New Orleans to LA. And when you're listening to this, it will literally be right in the middle of our cross-country road trip. So if you're if you're not already tuned in to what's happening in that regard, go go head on over to my Instagram page. I'm kind of documenting that whole process of that travel experience because it's the first travel that we've been able to do in quite a long time. And for those that don't know, my last book that came out called Wonderful is all about road trip travel in the U.S. And it's been a long time since I've done some good road trip travel in the U.S. So I'm excited to be able to share that experience. So with all of that said, what this episode is really going to be about is the manifestation process. I was talking to one of my best girlfriends a couple weeks ago. I was telling her about the experience of finding the house that we're moving into in LA. I have been dreaming of and calling this house in really since last July. That was around the time that Ben and I started having the conversation about potentially making this move to LA. And with that, I started to put the idea of what I wanted this house to look like, feel like, be like, all of that. I started to put it on paper. And I'm going to take you through that process. When I was talking to my best girlfriend, a couple weeks ago, she said, uh, Andy, you need to record a podcast episode about how you manifest a dream house. And if if you haven't already downloaded my eight-step manifestation guide off of my website at weewegirl.com, go get it because that will help you to get aligned into this process. But I'm going to take you through the process today using this dream house that I am so excited to get moved into, I'm going to use it as an example as I take you through this process. And yeah, so that's the plan. If you want to come follow along on Instagram, you can see the house that I have not seen yet in person at the same time that I see it because I'll definitely be sharing sharing that um, experience as I, as I get going and I get there. Uh, my, my girlfriend was like, uh, you you got to show us like the moment you walk in the door of your brand new house that you have not laid eyes on in person yet. So you guys know I'm kind of private about that stuff, but I will give you a tiny little taste of the excitement that I have as I am experiencing the new home for the first time. Sound good? All right. So let's get into the eight-step manifestation process and how it worked to call in the new home. The first step in this process is to start considering where you are limiting your potential. You probably have heard the term limiting beliefs. The limiting beliefs are core beliefs 
that encompass how we see ourselves, how we see others, and how we understand the actions of the universe or God or source or whatever that entity might be for you. Our subconscious holds beliefs that we've gathered from our parents, from society, from our teachers, from our friends, from media. There's a lot of stuff sitting in our subconscious that informs what we believe to be possible for ourselves that we're not even thinking of on any given day. And to me, manifestation has nothing to do with saying positive affirmations over and over again. It has nothing to do with superstition. It has everything to do with your beliefs, specifically those subconscious beliefs, and how you then work with those beliefs to start applying action into your life. So I want to start with that, that before we get into anything else, you really have to work with that belief system. It's not possible to, for you to have everything that you are dreaming of if you don't have the dream to begin with. If you don't know what you're going for, it gets really tricky to, to have any sort of strategy, subconscious or conscious strategy, when you don't really know what you're going for. And sometimes we don't set that dream in motion because we simply just don't believe that we can have what we want for our lives. And trust me, sometimes you might think that there's something that you want for your life. And that is the big juicy dream that you think you're calling in. And the universe or God or source has a totally different plan for us. And there's there's some shifting and some some movement we have to make to kind of find a new path. So with all of that said, there's a lot of flow in this and there's a lot of co-creation in this. You are you are going to have to take responsibility for taking inspired action towards the things that you want to have in your life and then you have to be in a bit of a place of trust and surrender that perhaps there's a bigger bigger play at hand here that will support you and and making making that thing come to life. I like to ask these questions to check in on the subconscious and to check in on the limiting beliefs. So those questions are, what do you believe to be true about your life? What do you believe to be true about the life you're calling in? What is it that you want in this life? What material possessions, what experiences, what relationships would completely light you up? On a scale of 1 to 10, how worthy do you feel? On a scale of 1 to 10, getting more specific here, how much do you believe that you can have the life that you dream of? I will tell you, if you believe in yourself, if you believe that the life you're dreaming of could be possible for you, the way you're going to approach how you show up every day is going to shift. And when we talk about vibrational energy, the high vibrational emotions such as love, 
compassion, excitement, joy, you're more likely to feel those when you are really believing in yourself and what's possible. So that's where I like to start. We're not just going to sit around and scribble out positive affirmations and write down what we want and think that the work is done. That's just step one. Working on the limiting beliefs, step one. That's, that's the big entry into this process. So I'm going to talk about manifesting the dream house in just a second, but I want to start there. Okay, so step two. Now, here's where we get specific. Step two is really simple. Make a list. And I'm talking about hand write the list. You don't have to get fancy. Just pull out a sheet of paper or your journal and hand write what you want. State it with intention, be crystal clear, and revisit the list often. One of the women in my Sea Changers community who is presently in my Opulent Shift program, which is the program in which we work on shifting from being a creative with a passion to really being the CEO of your life. She asked me recently, okay, Andy, I get the list. I I know I need to write it. Now, how often do I write it? And my recommendation, my process is I write my list over again every new moon. Maybe for you, it's the first of every month, whatever's going to work for you. And here's where I want to give you an example from my manifestation of this house that Ben and I are moving into in Los Angeles. So I start my manifestation list, my vision over again, every new moon. And I'm looking back right now, right in front of me, I have pulled up my manifestation vision statement from the month of July. And this is when I started talking about the possibility of this house. I did not know where it was going to be yet. I didn't know. There was a lot of things I didn't know about it. A lot of things I had to trust. Trust the universe. Surrender to what would be right for me. But here's what I knew. And this is what I wrote. And you'll notice I wrote as if this thing had already happened. And I think that's an important part of the process. So I wrote, I have a beautiful, luxurious home that inspires creativity and provides restoration for Ben and I. We find romance, connection, and joy in our home. This home feels retreat-like. Some of the important components of this house will be hardwood floors, natural light, a garden or surrounded, or it will be surrounded in nature. It will be in sunshine and a close drive to the places we like to explore, like the beach, the mountains, or the desert. Okay, so that's what I wrote back in August. Now, I wrote some version of that again in September, again in October, again in November. By December, we had an idea that Los Angeles was in the picture. And so then I started getting a little bit more specific about the type of plants that I was hoping to have around our home. I wanted to make sure that there was a creative space for Ben and a creative space for me, that we both would be inspired creatively 
but that we wouldn't kind of have to work on top of each other. So I started to detail out some of those things. And then I also started to, with this list making process, I put together a really simple vision board and saved that vision board on my phone home screen. So from about August until now, every time I glance at my phone, I would see these pictures of what this potential house might look like. And I would change it out occasionally. And here's the thing. When I saw the listing for our new house, it was like I already recognized it because I had been looking at these pictures. I had been reading, writing, and reading this list since the summertime. And so the moment I saw the house, the moment I read the description, it was like, ta-da, voila, oh my gosh, there it is. It was all of those feelings at once. The dream was presenting itself to me in reality. So there wasn't a moment of, oh, is this the right one? I'm not so sure. Because I had already mapped out exactly what I was looking for. And this is the part where sometimes you have to say no. There was a a house that we were considering about two weeks before our house came into the picture. And we really liked it. It was, there was a lot of great things about it. It had a lot of the qualities on the list. But when I looked at it, I didn't recognize it. It wasn't the house I'd been seeing in my vision. It wasn't the house that I had written about. So while I knew it was good, I didn't think that it was exactly it because I, al- I already knew what exactly it was going to look like and feel like. And so that list making does a couple of things. It helps you to get so specific, especially when you include the exact elements so that when the thing that you're really desiring shows itself, you're like, ding, 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 that is my thing. And you got to write and create this list and this vision board from the heart, not from your ego. You got to make sure that the reason that you are calling in the thing that you're calling in is for the goodness of the whole. So for example, Ben and I both wanting creative space in our home isn't because we just want to have extra rooms in the home. It's for, you know, for no, for no reason except for to say we have extra space, you know, that might be nice. But for us, it's because I want to be able to create more workshops and events and resources for this community. Ben is a musician. He wants to be able to apply his creative talent. So when I am creating that list, I'm really thinking about all of the good that we can, we can bring forward with each of the things that are on the list. So there's no ego involved. It's really the heart and looking at what we genuinely want and why we genuinely want it. Okay. So next step, step three, is to raise your vibration. Now, this isn't just a high vibes only sort of energy. I know we've all heard that. This is really the idea that when we shift into a place of gratitude, fulfillment, love, joy, compassion, peace, we're able to 
create clarity for ourselves. We're able to get really set and settled into our intentions. And when we're sitting in a low vibe sort of emotion like shame, guilt, fear, indifference, frustration, anger, it's really difficult to even begin to cultivate a picture of what it is that we want for the highest version of our life. If you're feeling a low vibrational emotion, first and foremost, it doesn't mean that there's something inherently wrong with you and it's nothing to be critical of. We're all human beings having a human experience on this planet at this time. There's a lot of low low vibrational stuff that can go on for all of us. So there's nothing to feel shame about if those are emotions that are going on with you. However, to be in a place where you can really start to cultivate that vision, you want to start to shift out of those feelings. So a good practice would be, there's a couple things you could do. One, sit down and write a gratitude list. It's one of my favorite ways to get out of a low, low vibrational energetic state. Another one would be sit quietly in meditation. And if meditation isn't really your thing, just sit quietly and then focus on love, really radiating love. Think about all of the things that create a loving feeling in your life. Now, if you are experiencing some sort of mental distress, mental illness, I am not by any means suggesting that sitting in meditation and vibrating an energy of love is going to be the way out of that mental illness or challenge that you're experiencing. I'm simply stating that at a time when you are going about your day on a any given day and you notice that you're feeling a little bit of anger or jealousy about something or maybe something triggering has happened and you're kind of trying to process through it during those moments it's not going to be super easy for you to quickly shift into a place of getting clear on the intention and the manifestation that you want to call in. So we just want to shift out of that when we're sitting down to create our list. When we're sitting down to determine what our actions are going to be in order to call in the things that we want. Something I really like to do to raise the vibration as well is to write a note directly to the universe expressing my gratitude or love or joy or whatever that feeling might be in regards to that thing that I am manifesting. And I'm writing that note with the mindset of this thing is going to come to life. So when I write that note, I I like to get crystal clear. For example, when I was calling in my book deal to write my book, Wonderful, what I wrote in terms of that note to the universe was this. I am manifesting this book deal because I intend for this book to bring joy to the women who read it. I intend for it to inspire and create transformational experiences. And by creating transformations for women, I too get to experience more joy. It's a cyclical and beautiful experience, and I believe it's for the greater good. I can't help but feel good when I say that. 
So that's the type of raising the vibration I'm talking about. Okay, step four. I find this one to be perhaps one of the easiest if you allow it to be, and that is to expand your circle. Now, I recognize we can't all make decisions about who we live with. Maybe we live with family or a roommate or who we work with. Maybe we have a boss that is no fun to work for, and that's just the reality of what it is. But the circle I'm talking about is the circle of people that you are introducing into your mind every day. So I'm talking about social media, maybe watching documentaries, reading books, listening to podcasts, having group conversations with people you're inspired by. And the intention here is that you start to introduce people into your mind that when you see what they're up to, up to you recognize aspects of yourself and a potential that you have not yet grown into, but that you can start to believe is possible for you. So what I like to do for this practice is begin to list people that you're deeply inspired by, and then just check in. Are the people you're following, are the movies you're watching, are the podcasts you're listening to, are they reflective of the type of people that are inspirational to you? Are they reflective of the people that you aspire to be like? And then do a little vibe check on the people that you spend the most time with. If you find that the people that you're spending the most time with don't allow you to feel lit up or that your potential or your dreams are possible, see if you can start to introduce some people that might help you to shift that. And maybe that's like joining a women's circle. Maybe that is going to free workshops in which you can just meet people that are doing things that you can start to show your subconscious that this is what's really up. This is what's really possible for you. Step five is to make space. The vacuum law of prosperity says that in order to call in what we want, we have to make room for it. Space allows for movement. When we're all filled up with a bunch of junk, it's really hard for new good stuff to find its way to us. In the example of my new home, I had to get really clear first on what it was that I was looking for. And then I needed to start making space in my life for this shift to happen. And that can be really tricky because you might be holding on to some things that unless you release those things, the new thing can't really make its way to you. A really easy example of that is, let's say you're trying to call in a relationship, but you're holding on to an ex. And in your heart, there's all this space occupied by the ex. Well, it's really hard for a new love to arise when you're holding all this space for an ex. So in the example of finding this home, I had to get really clear that there was going to need to be a lot of space to make this possible dream house come to life. And that meant I had to get clear on what I'd be leaving 
start to find ways that I could stay connected to the important parts of that, but allow the newness of this new home to find its way to me. The next step is to follow the guides. You can call them what you want, downloads, pings, divine hits, hunches, knowings. It's really your intuition. This is the moment that your intuition is going to step in and it's going to say, yes, 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 this is for you. Or it's going to say, nope, pass, move along. Now, in my case, in doing a search for a dream house, I was using a lot of Zillow, a lot of Trulia, and a lot of relying on the internet to help me to find the house that I was calling in. And so each time I looked at a house, which was on the daily for several months, first thing that I asked myself was, how am I feeling as I see this house, as I read about this house, as I look at the information? Really checked my gut feeling to see intuitively, does this feel right? In my experience, because we're moving across the country, I did not go fly out and look at this house in person before saying yes to it. So there was a lot of little moments, a lot of little touch points in between. I had a friend of a friend go and do a video tour. I had a conversation with the owner. There was a lot of things like that along the way. And I checked in with my intuition on each touch point to see, does this feel right? Are the guides continuing to send me on this journey? Or at any point, is there a, nope, you need to move in another direction. There were plenty of houses that we looked at along the way via the internet, mostly, that there was a moment along the way in which the guide said, nope, we need to shift and go a different direction. So really trust your intuition and allow the guides to be your be your eyes and ears and voice that perhaps can help to really confirm and verify things for you. Okay, step seven. I told you there would be action involved in this process, and here's where the action shows up. Manifestation is not just about sitting around and thinking positive to get what you want, and then you can just sit back and eat bonbons and watch Netflix. Once you've followed steps one through six and your guides are sending you down a path that could be very full of potential for you, now you have to take action. So that's what step seven is, take inspired action. If you are feeling inspired and you are taking action, the universe is going to co-conspire to support you along the way. And so will everyone else around you, truly. And the people that don't, you can let their energy fall by the wayside because you're going to feel so lit up about what you're up to that no one's going to be able to stop you. You're going to be on a path moving forward towards your potential. A good way to think of it is this. If you take some sort of action toward receiving what you're calling in and you're acting as your authentic self and you're acting with gratitude towards what's coming your way, you set the energy in motion. Your job is to take the steps forward and get that energetic ball rolling. So ask yourself, where can you put yourself out there to let the universe and the world know that you're serious about whatever it is that you're dreaming about? In the example of our home, you better bet that I was 
in constant communication trying to get the house once I laid eyes on it. I was doing everything in my power to make sure that the house would become ours. I was taking as much action as possible. I was incredibly inspired to have this house become ours, and I was taking action to make sure that that reality would, in fact, come true. Step eight, here we are. The final step is to receive and repeat. So don't get in your own way, basically. When you've arrived at step eight, give yourself permission to receive what you've asked for. Give yourself permission to shine. Give yourself permission to show up for yourself. Give yourself permission to stay in your highest vibration, to be someone who's feeling gratitude, who's feeling excitement, who's full of energy. Trust that what you've called in is yours. And for our home and those final moments, the very last day when I had done the work, I had worked through steps one through seven, and the only thing left to do was to receive and repeat. Here's what happened for me. I was in the middle of a meditation workshop with my class of Colt Laloon. We were doing a closing 15-minute meditation practice all around calling in what you want. And I said to the class as we were moving through this meditation, hold a vision of what it is that you want. Hold that vision. Hold that vision. Hold that vision. Around that time, I had done the work for this house to show itself. And sure, there were moments in which I was like, oh, is it really going to be ours? Is it really going to be ours? But as I was in that meditation practice that night, it was wild. I was there holding the vision, holding the vision, holding the vision. And I specifically was envisioning living in the home, enjoying the home, being creative in the home, the home feeling like a restorative place for us, all the things that I had mentioned on my list being my reality. And I envisioned getting an email or a phone call, letting us know that the house was now in fact ours. I finished that meditation that night. I grabbed my phone as soon as the meditation was done. I opened my email and you better bet that email was in my inbox and it said, welcome home. I jumped up screaming with excitement. I ran into the other room where Ben was and I was like, we got it. It happened. And I don't know, maybe it's coincidence that I sat in meditation that night ready to receive. Maybe it's not. But step eight to me is all about that moment of being in a place of receiving. And that's where I was that night. So that's the story of the new home. And as I mentioned, you guys can follow along this week as you're listening on our cross-country journey to move from New Orleans to L.A., And I hope that this story 
has inspired you to use these eight steps to consider something that you're calling in in your life and to make it come to life for you. Okay, okay. That's our episode for this week. I'm going to close with a moment in which I will share a review because the reviews light me up so much and I'm so grateful for them. So here's one from this past week. This one's from Andy Lyon. It says, good for the soul. Every week I listen to Andy's podcast and I think, oh, this is my favorite one yet. But then another weekly episode comes out that continues to enthrall my mind. From her wonderful speakers to Andy herself, I always find nuggets of information, education, even resources, and encouragement to dive deeper into understanding our own being and becoming our true, authentic selves. I am new to this form of spirituality, and I am here for it. I can't wait to keep growing and learning. So thankful for Andy creating this podcast. Thank you. I am so grateful for your shares. If you're loving the show, if you're loving what you're learning from our guests and from these solo episodes, sharing the episodes that you love with a friend or leaving us a review means the world. We're working really hard to bring you some really special, special stories, special conversations, and your support means the world to us. If you want to find us on Instagram, my Instagram, as I mentioned, is girl, and we have a show Instagram page as well, and that show page is at BFF. You can find us, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, and that's it for this week. We're complete. I'll be back again next week with another interview. Looking forward to sharing more solo episodes, more interviews, and hearing how it's all resonating with you, my friends. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Thanks for stopping by. See you soon. Thank you.